Is saving for retirement a waste of resources? That is to say, would it make more sense to spend your money on living while you are younger and then relying on Social Security for your entire retirement income? In other words, live while you are young. This might sound strange coming from a retirement planner, but if you run the numbers, which the people who wrote the study we will reference today did, this no savings retirement plan might actually make financial sense. You are about to listen to an episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Each week, co-hosts Dan and Tony will explore topics about finance and retirement. It's fun, informative, and most of all useful to those who are interested in retiring successfully. Now, let's begin the show. Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio with me, Dan Wendell, owner of Dolphin Financial Group. Alongside me is Tony. And Tony, I saw you get visibly shaken by today's topic. Yeah, that cold open you did there at the beginning of the show uh, scared me a little bit. I thought you were scared by the fact that I refer- we're going to reference a study. And there's going to be math. yeah that that didn't make me that didn't make me happy either. You might want to take a minute to wipe the sweat off your brow. We're not going to cover no, the you... math. We will <laughs> we'll get into some details on it, but we're going to cover the premise and the philosophy behind this study. And uh, so don't worry. Well, you sent it to me. You emailed me the study ahead of time, and I did glance over it. So I, I think I think I'm prepared, and I know you've been studying this and thinking about this for a while. So. I think it's going to be a good show, and this is a good discussion to have because conventional wisdom and pretty much every single retirement planner out there says exactly the opposite of what you said uh, before the intro there. And I'm going to explain why that might be the case, but for the listeners, what we're going to do is we're going to reference a, I don't know, I guess you call it a study. It's from, it's here's the title. It's called, Can Low Retirement Savings Be Rationalized? <laughs> which is an interesting title, I would say. It's from the Na- yeah. National Bureau of Economic Research, and it's written by, and here's something interesting, Tony. I looked at who wrote it, and it's Stanford, um, I guess, students, uh, George Mason, and then there's a guy that's at Stanford Graduate School, but he's also working for Edelman Financial Engines. So he's a financial advisor of some sort, maybe a researcher, maybe a planner, I don't know. But the premise of the article or the research paper is basically it's challenging the idea that Americans have a constant rate of consumption as they age so that as they go into retirement, they're spending relatively the same. And what they're saying is that this idea of steady relative spending as you go through life is wrong. And they suggest that the optimal consumption is a decline as you age. So as you get older, you will find that you, you're spending less, relatively speaking. Hmm. Interesting. And, you know, that's something I always thought about. And I, I always, I know there's merit to this, Dan, in one sense, or at least to some extent, at least, that people save and save and save. And they have all this money saved and they're, you know, 99 years old and they've got a lot of money saved up. I get that you want to leave some for the family and friends, but 
Um, at the same time, they were frugal their whole lives. And at some point you have to be, um, why? Well, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think what it's, it's, it is a challenge to, to the conventional wisdom, but not necessarily what we normally say as uh, a conventional person, because most of my clients, this doesn't apply to but applies to most Americans. So that's where I think this is really going to make a big change or a big leap in the conversation for people, because you're used to talking about retirement savings. You're you're used to talking about, you know, not living, you know, living frugally, putting money aside, saving for the rainy day. And this abstract of this paper is telling us that's all wrong. You don't need to do that. But I still think people do. Um, it just depends on your situation as usual. But I think most Americans, this paper is pretty accurate. And that does go against what I normally say. Um, I want to read a quote from the abstract, Tony, mm-hmm. because this is, this is interesting because we're going to get into this later in the show too, about social security. It says, this is quote, quoting them. For instance, we find that for many, perhaps most people in the bottom half of their lifetime earnings distribution, it is optimal to spend out their retirement wealth well before death and to live on social security alone after that. Very low earners may find it optimal not to engage in retirement saving at all. Yeah, now this is for a specific person in a specific situation that they're referring to. Well, they're talking about very low earners or low earners. Right. And yep. That's a lot of people in this country, so it might it make sense for a people. lot of people. Maybe not the listeners, but I don't know. Uh, I think I don't know. It probably relates to a good majority of people in America right now, though. It does. It does. And so the common, I mean, we're not going to get into the math behind the study, so we could skip over that, but the common wisdom right now is that when you retire, you're supposed to have 65 to 85% of your income replaced. That's the general gist of it. Now, we've done shows on that where I said it's closer to 100%. Right? You remember that? I, I'm a big proponent of yep. early spending. So what I, what I see That's true. is that when people retire, they're spending about the same that they normally would, except they're not saving anymore. And they spend more in those first few years of retirement than they do pretty much any time in their life Um, because they've been working and working and now they have this free time they want to spend, spend. Totally makes sense. And I agree that people spend less as they get older and that this idea of having 100% or 85% or 65% of your income in perpetuity doesn't necessarily make sense. Mm. So one of the... Other points here is that the study suggests, made the suggestion that people attach lower value to consumption during bad health states. Like if you get dementia or Alzheimer's, people don't value spending during that time as much as they do while they're young and healthy. So in other words, what good is a million dollars in the bank if I don't even know who I am, right? And that's becoming even more prevalent in today's society as people are having mental health deterioration as they age. So 
the thought is, well, why am I saving money for that? You know, I'm not, if I'm going to, I could, yes, maybe I can afford to go on that luxury, luxury vacation, but I'm not even going to know which direction I'm facing or who, what my name is. So why would I not take that luxury vacation while I'm in relatively good health? Mm. So the, so, so there's two main reasons why people are spending less and it's one and there's two main reasons and this is what the study is suggesting they say the big problem is interest rates are low the real interest rates you know after inflation are relatively low they're zero basically if you go buy a cd even a fixed rate annuity and then you add an inflation what are you really getting and so people are nervous that they won't have enough in retirement that they're going to run out you know there's always that because they they can't save anywhere, they can't. Where are they going to go? The banks aren't offering. The insurance companies aren't offering enough interest to keep up with inflation, or just barely. And they don't want to go to stock market because then you see what happens there. So they're always worried about that. But in reality, um, they shouldn't, because the consumption curve should curve. It should go down. So as you get older, you should be spending less. And in fact, this study suggests that it starts declining at age 45. Wow. I don't know about that. If you have kids. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's probably a little later for some people. <laughs> but I have noticed, though, I will say uh, I am getting older, believe it or not. Um, oh, we all even are. Though I tell That's my... no big deal. We all are, Tony. Stop. Well, See, I... like you, it's like you're bragging. Yeah, but I know I, I I thought I was the one who wasn't. I really believed that I wasn't getting older. Dan, I, I've said to everybody, uh, you know, my birthday was last week. I, I say to everybody, I don't feel older. I really don't. But, but you look older. I am spending less. I, I noticed that. I used to be a pretty big spender, but I just I'm more content with less. And I think the older you get, for the majority of people, I'm not saying, you know, stereotypes don't apply to everyone, but. I agree. I would agree with the assumption that for most people, as they get older, they will spend less. Right. So the magic thing, the magic question is, well, how much less, how much do you need to get there and so forth? And what this study is suggesting is that Social Security may be enough for those people, just Social Security. And then if that's the case, why not spend it all early and enjoy life? I mean, so... It's not the same for everyone, right? We can't, we have to be general here, but I have some anecdotally uh, or anecdotally accurate things that I've noticed. Um, Generally speaking, the people I interact with, people would rather spend early than later. Um, There is a level of, or a lack of delayed gratification in this country. Um, People don't like the idea of not doing things and they like the idea of spending when they're young. And I promote that. If a couple's 62 years old and they just retire and they say, Dan, you know, we want to front load our spending, I'm all for it. I'll make that work. And then people don't value spending during the later years of their life um, because they see they see that old couple. I think I put it up on Facebook, a picture of that couple. I don't know if you saw it, Tony. It was a couple in, on, a, on a gondola in, uh, I guess, Venice, Italy. And they were going through the tunnel and there was the guy... I don't know what they call those guys. I forget, but the guy with the pole that sings, yep. he was pushing them and someone took a picture and they were both sound asleep on, on, on in the boat. <laughs> right. And, and the, 
And the quote was, you know, don't wait to do the fun things when you're too old to enjoy them or something like that. Right. <laughs> I may have passed that time. I'm I'm just thinking about sleeping. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> that whole story, you know what I took out of that? Boy, it'd be nice to take a nap right now. <laughs> See, but I was you jealous should... of the I was jealous of the couple for being asleep on a river. It sounds comfortable. It does sound comfortable. But you know what also sounds great? Rationalizing your lack of savings. And that's what we're talking about. Really. Well <laughs> So it's okay. So that's what this is really about. It's like uh, it's like a way to rationalize the fact that you didn't have the discipline to save or didn't weren't working with a financial professional like yourself. So uh, you can rationalize, oh, I didn't need to save. There's the study. Right. And you know, Dan, I have to say the study. Any study that has to use, and I don't even know what you call this kind of math, but there's a whole section with these formulas. I saw that. With a lot of letters in it. That's why and you're see, sweating. And see, when math... When, when when math involves more letters and symbols than it does actual numbers. Yes. I'm serious. There's like, in this one equation, there's one one. That's the only number in this math equation. There's an O with a line right, through the right. middle, but not even diagonal. I don't know what that is. And then a small T to the lower right. I knew it. And then a dot, and then a U, and then parentheses, and then an equal sign. And I'm telling you guys, Dan looks at this and goes, oh, this is great. And I look at this and... And yet my head starts to hurt. I saw that and I thought, oh my God, Tony's going to say, no, we're not doing it. <laughs> yeah. Just skip yeah, that section chapter. of the, that section of the study I skipped, but the, the other parts were great. What it, the, con the conclusion I think is, is good. Um, why they chose to include uh, a bunch of letters and symbols. I have no idea. <laughs> well, there's math. It's called math. Oh, it's math. But, okay. But you're right. I skipped over that too because I was like, oh, I don't need to know this. And it's it was just challenging, you know, the different... What they were trying to say is they were trying to say it doesn't make a difference if you save extra for retirement if all if you don't have a lot. Um, right. So, and, and I think there's a whole chapter on when to take Social Security in here. And... Um, I I want to talk about that because that's a good way to kind of kind of draw from this study what the real takeaway is for people. If you do the math on Social Security maximization, which I do all the time for people, it does make sense to delay for most people that I interact with. But most people in this country do not delay Social Security; they take it early. And and so it's like why? See, because the people that I talk to. They're coming to me with money, typically, or they're coming to me saying, I have nothing. What do I do? Social Security is super important to them. But for the low earners, and this is what the math was saying in that study, for low earners, taking Social Security early might actually make sense. The idea, and this was in the conclusion, is to spend down your assets in the first three to 10 years of retirement and then live the rest of your life on Social Security. And if you think about it, if you retire at 62, by the time you're 72, not, not, for, for a lot of people, that's getting old. Not, yeah. not, not for everyone. So yeah, um, it's all relative to your, your health as well, which is why I brought up the whole dementia and longevity thing. Um, the conclusion is that it's not necessarily a savings problem that we have in this country, although that's all we hear, right? No one's saving enough. I should have saved early. We've done shows on it. Um, it's not a savings problem, but it's a relative generosity of Social Security, meaning Social Security is so good, and you add 
really low interest rates so you can't get anything else on your own and then that that's a double whammy social security is so good interest rates are so low where else are you going to get such a great return or a great income stream and then couple that with people realizing that declining consumption is a real thing that as you get older you do spend less you don't need this steady spending thing all of a sudden it's opening up this idea of well let's spend it all early and why not um and let's talk about social security just a little bit more um when they're in the study they're talking about social security replacing income for the moderate earner the average earner uh social security replaces 40.5 percent for the low earner, Social Security replaces 54% of income. And then for the very low earner, Social Security replaces 75% of income. Mm. So if we go into retirement, the average person saying, hey, I'm going to retire. How much of my current income do I need? And we say uh, 85%. For a very low earner, 75% of it's already met by Social Security. So how much more do they really need, if any? And so you you think about it, and this is this is a I, I say this um, you got to take it with a grain of salt, but for a lot of people, if they have an extra twenty five or even fifty thousand dollars in the bank, it's not going to make or break them. Yeah, because that that's half a year in a nursing home. You know what I mean. So what's the difference if you have fifty thousand to your name or ten thousand to your name? it's not going to really allow you to do anything more in life. So why not yeah, just the only, the only argument against that Dan would be legacy planning or leaving yes. uh, something for the, you know, uh, kids or grandkids. Exactly. And that's a different set, subset of people. And yeah, you know that if that's really important to you, then you have to plan for that. And then most people do, if that's really important to them, they set aside the money. They don't touch money. But for most people, they want to have their last check that they write to bounce. They want to die broke, not be broke and then die. They want to be live a full life and then spend their last penny. And so if that's the case for a lot of people, why not spend it early when you can enjoy it? And then, you know, live frugally late in your life. Most people that have money live frugally, save up enough, and then they retire and do what they want to do. This this kind this article, this this research paper is kind of flipping that and saying the reverse. Why not live life to the fullest and and then and then l- rely on social security? Then again, you might actually say, well, it comes down to a control. Do you want to be in control or do you want the state to control you? Because that's really what's happening with someone that's relying on Medicaid or relying on Social Security. They they don't have as much control and they're kind of out there. But if if there's ever a time to kind of resign to not having a lot of income, wouldn't, it, wouldn't you rather be 85 years old than 45 years old? Well, yeah. Yeah. So I, I see Makes where this sense. is going. But I want to yeah. make one important point about this whole article, this whole research paper. It's really focused on those with the moderate to low to very low income. So the discussions for taking social security early or not saving only really applies to people that don't have a lot to begin with. 
and the math and all those fu- fancy formulas suggest that for people that have money, that have wealth, that that have you know a million dollars in the bank and are trying to figure out what to do about it, they have a different discussion. Um, they they might take Social Security early because they don't need it. They might delay Social Security because it makes the most sense. It all comes down to how long they're going to live at, at that point. Um, so this is why annuities are not popular. This is why people take the lump sum versus a pension because people, um, they, they don't like delayed gratification and the people that actually do take the annuity or do take the pension versus lump sum, they typically live longer anyway. They've done the math. So they're like, yeah, I got to protect against a long life. So it's adverse selection. It's, it's real life. Yeah. Like I say to a lot of people, maybe it makes sense to delay social security mathematically, but let's be real. Life got in the way and let's just take it early because that just makes the most sense just for standard of living. Mm. Well, and yeah, that's a good point. I, I think that, uh, Dan, this is a, a unique, once again, you you take a completely different angle to look at it. And I like that. We need, what am I looking for? Fresh perspectives. That's what I'm looking for, perspective. And I think that's really good. Perspective is everything, and it can completely change uh, the way you deal with it. So it depends on the person. It depends on how much or little you have and and what your plans are and your goals. But I think there's some merit to this. I really do. There is, especially for those that don't have a lot of assets, which unfortunately is a lot of this country. Sometimes it makes sense to, to realize, hey, you know, saving that extra money for when I'm really old doesn't make much sense if it's not going to make a big difference then, but it'll make a world of difference today. Then just, you know, don't it's, I don't want to vilify those people and say, Oh, they're leeches or they're the, they're the ant versus the grasshopper. This is the grasshopper laughing. No, it's not that sometimes. And, and it just, it, it's also a, a hat, you know, t- tilting my hat to social security. Maybe the program's really good. Maybe we should start beefing it up and requiring more money to go into it, more people's money, because it's forcing savings and it's a good savings vehicle. Um, again, that's a different conversation, but I think this is really interesting. It's changing the way people might approach retirement planning, especially for those without the huge bundles of money. And unfortunately, much of the research and much of the focus in my industry has been on those with huge chunks of 401k or bundles of IRAs. But in reality, most of the people I talk to do not have those, a lot of money. They're looking for that help and guidance. And maybe this math formula that you and I both look at and say, well, um, maybe the study will indicate to us, hey, let's let's look more closely at spending a little early and not feeling so bad about relying on Social Security. In actuality, people don't have a choice. A lot of people don't have a choice. And maybe this is just rationalizing it. So that's why the title comes back. Are they just rationalizing um, not having anything? Um, Or is it perhaps or is it financially? If you do it, if you do the math, it makes sense. So fine. Yeah, I don't have any savings. But if you do the math, I did the right thing. So it's I don't know. I don't know which way to take it. I'm using it and I'm not using it to justify anything. I'm still going to do the math and I'm still going to have these conversations with people. But it's not, it's no longer uh, enough to just vilify someone for delay, for taking Social Security early and saying, oh, you should have delayed. Maybe not. Maybe 
not. Interesting. Yeah, and that's true. Uh, good point. And so I, I'm glad it gets us thinking about this. And I think what you really do still need, though, is a plan regardless, right? Absolutely. So if you want yeah. if you want to get a Social Security maximization report or come up with an income plan and you're worried, I don't have enough, that's okay. I could still do the math for you and get you on your way. Yes, maybe you won't sign me up as your advisor or you don't have any assets for me to manage or anything like that, but I can at least give you some direction and make you feel good about your decisions so you're not living in fear or in disgust. It Sometimes the math will work to your advantage and, and you can go on your way. And the only way to find that is to have a conversation with someone that's willing to listen. And I'm willing to listen to anybody and talk to people and help anybody. I'm not at a point where I turn people away. I will gladly tell them, hey, I can't help you. Um, but at least have that conversation. Start thinking about it, even if you don't think you have enough. The number to call is 888-508-5935 or go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com. All right. And you know what? We're out of time. Thanks, Dan. Great show. Uh, listeners, thanks for tuning in. That does it for today's episode of Dolphin Financial Radio with our host, Dan Wendell. The topics on this show are wide ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Wendell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.